All right, welcome to another episode of Let's Go Brandon Green. Okay, today on the show we have Vicky, Vicky Lewenberger. And that that's your real name, Vicky? Yes, that's my real name, even though no one can pronounce the last name. How do you how do you pronounce it? You actually did a really good job. It's oh, almost better than me. Oh. So people say Leonberg, Lewenberg, Laurent Berger. <laughs> it wouldn't be that, would it? <laughs> That's the French. No, the one. last one was the French way, yeah. but originally it's Swiss German. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so people would say the French way because you're from Montreal. Exactly, exactly. I currently live in Montreal. I'm from a city near Montreal where we speak only French. So the reason why I speak English is kind of a mystery. Yeah, because I've, I've got a friend uh, from Montreal and he speaks English as good as anyone. But I've been to Montreal and. They're not too kind to people who don't speak French, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, it's pretty good now that, what, the, are you still locked up over there or what? Things were going pretty crazy there for a bit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, over uh, Christmas we had a curfew and everything, but now it's a lot better. They're even removing the masks in a couple of weeks, so everything's opening up. <laughs> you still got masks on. So you're a mindset coach. So what what does like the what does the lockdowns do to the mindset? Didn't he like announce lockdowns on like New Year's Eve at like nine PM or something? Yeah, exactly. That's correct. They announced um the curfew on on December thirty first at like six PM. Yeah. Yeah, but so like, your question regarding the like mindset straight away. Yeah. What? Yeah, and it so was straight away. Had we had no warning. We had to cancel Year's plans. Eve. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So New Year's Eve, the biggest party ever <laughs> in the like once every 365 days. And the dude announces Trudeau or whatever, or I think it was just your local area or something. Yeah, it was just our province. Yeah, your province, and then they said, no, nah, snap lockdown, there's no party tonight, we're playing COVID. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, my mate from Montreal gets on the phone to me and says, what the hell, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that wouldn't do too much. His mindset suffered badly, and um, I'd imagine others would. Yeah. Like, I, I don't enjoy it. Yeah, but, well, yeah, we, so, we had a COVID-positive party. That's what we did. We, we had a party with all of our friends that were also positive. So you needed to show your proof yep. that you were you tested positive to COVID to get inside the party. So that was pretty fun. Really? Don't I'd tell anyone. I'd go negative to get, positive to get the thing over and done with. You should have invited every negative person <laughs> to come to sort it out. Because I'll tell you what, we're overplaying that game over here. Um, so you... You and you've said to me you wanted to start uh, to become a digital nomad now, so that's pretty crazy. In because I, I was once a digital nomad for for quite a few years, and um, that's how I met my my friend from um, my mate from uh, uh, Montreal, and uh, he builds websites over there. And he, we, I met him in Thailand, and we've been good friends for a few years. So. But back then it was just like normal. You hopped on a plane and now it's like you hop on a plane. Do you have enough boosters to go where you're going? Will you need to get more when you're over there? Like how do you even plan? Where do you plan on, on going and what's going on there? Yeah. How do so you become a digital are... nomad now after the pandemic? 
That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. So, of course, we look at the requirements for all the countries that we're visiting this summer and then starting uh, when we change our transportation mode in September. So in a nutshell, we're going to be traveling through plane and just car from June to September. And then on September, we're moving on a sailboat, which is great because lockdown on a sailboat sounds a lot more fun than lockdown in my Montreal apartment. So if the, the situation <laughs> continues to be bad, uh, at least we're going to be somewhere warm with dolphins and drinks. Right. And where, where do you plan on going? Yeah, excellent question. In June, we're going to South Korea for um, a month. I actually read that you visited North Korea when I read your bio. And then we're going to France for a bit, traveling across Canada. And then September is Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, right. You've got quite a, um, quite a trip on there. Uh, have, you, have you been planning it long? Yeah, so the um, the Korean and Canadian trip, not so much, but we've been planning the sailing trip for the past, uh, well, I've been planning for the past four years, and then I met my partner two years ago, it's actually our anniversary today, and um, oh, I was wow. on dating websites looking for a sailing plans. partner. Yeah. yeah, you completely wrecked Lucky my plans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that sounds interesting. And you'll be able to work as a uh, mindset and uh, yeah, mental health coach along the way? Yes, 100%. We both work online, online. so that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, okay, cool. And how did you get into um, the mindset coaching things? Because you had a background in sport, sporting coach, being a sport, sport coach. Yeah, exactly. So I've been coaching teams for 13 years, brought them all the way to international competition. And when you get to a certain high level in sports coaching, you're not coaching alone anymore. You have a whole team of professionals around you. So you have a nutritionist taking care of what your athletes are eating. You have a sports therapist. You have a sports psychologist. You have a choreographer doing the choreography, a kin taking care of their bodies and their strength and conditioning. And I kind of realized at that point that the coaching I was doing was much more related to the mindset, the motivation, and just creating the perfect environment for athletes to try, and not so much coaching the movements or the sports. And okay. uh, I realized that I loved the transformation in their minds a lot more than the transformation in their bodies. So that's when I got NLP certified and started coaching people more specifically on that. But what's that certification you, you have? Uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming. What's that? Um, it's sort of a, it's kind of like rapid therapy. Some people can compare it to that. It's just kind of a movement, a philosophy that you can use. Um, anyone can get certified. There's no like pre-requirements. There are a lot of trainings online, some in person, some hybrid shapes. And um Yeah. And it's basically, it really added to my experience I already had in coaching and just finding the right questions to ask people to unblock them when they're not moving anymore, kind of get them moving again. And um, yeah, it's a lot of right. fun. So, and what type of um, people come to see you for mindset coaching? So I don't coach people one-on-one -on -one anymore. What I do is that I partner up with other businesses and then I coach their clients or their team. So right now I'm partnered up with three different businesses. Uh, one of them is a language coach. So I coach all of his clients. 
in terms of their mindset because learning a new language and speaking it well requires your mindset to be on point. I work with a fitness coach. So she is her, a nutritionist and me on her team to kind of support her clients in their mind, in their fitness goals. And then I work for a business coach or a business accelerator program. Then again, they have a sales coach, a funnel coach, a branding coach, a marketing coach. And then they have me who's just in charge of the mindset of the future entrepreneurs. So you, you, you keep all the morale high at the businesses or what? Yeah, pretty much. You could say that. I'm like the cheerleader in the businesses. Yeah, and make sure they're all feeling good. Yeah, make sure they're feeling um, good, yeah. motivated, motivated and on track for their goals. Yeah, so you, it's quite um, because you, you're only 27, and you've um, yeah, you've uh, accumulated. Like usually, people are like at least 10 years older that are doing um, what you've done. So. What do you think has helped you do what you're doing, you know, quite a bit earlier in your career? Yeah, um, definitely experience. That's something I was talking about that with someone lately. I don't know what's your opinion on this, but experience is not the year that passes. Is when you go through something and you actually decide to learn something from it. So it's not because you have a bachelor's in something that you know how to do that thing. It's not because you spent four years studying something that you actually learned it. Um, so I'm very grateful to have had many experiences, whether it was high-level sports, which really teaches you failure, success, discipline, um, how to you know push through when you're hurt. I was also in a very toxic relationship for four years, had a house, had to you know go through a separation, selling that house, even though I'm just 27. Um, yeah. And many other things like that. Like I went through several different jobs. I've always had at least three jobs at the same time. The first five months of the pandemic, I worked as a caregiver. I don't know if you know about the situation here in Quebec during the pandemic, but for our like long-term care facilities, it was, it was terrible. Like people dying and they needed help. So I volunteered and I worked for five months there changing diapers of our elders and holding people's hand as they passed away. So that definitely shaped me. Yeah. Well, um, that would have been, so that was back when, so you're exposed to everyone with COVID and there was no, um, vaccines around then or anything like you were just going in as a soldier to help. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have anything like that here. We, I don't know if you know, Australia was locked down. One, we were locked down for two years, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so no, that we we read about those stories around the world, and that's quite character building, I'd imagine. Um, so you've also a certified certified massage therapist as well. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so that was kind of to contribute to my sports coaching. So I was able to treat some of my athletes for little injuries. I didn't really like mm -hmm. practice massage therapy for relaxation of anything. It was more really for my athletes and for their recovery. Okay, cool. So yeah, you've, you've got all these, um, I guess, knowledge around everything to do with strengthening the body and, and, um, yeah, helping someone's mindset become as sharp as it can. So that would, that would make it pretty, 
pretty good case for what you do because a lot of people, they come along, they say they're a mindset coach. I'm like, yeah, you and everyone else. How, how, <laughs> how many clients have you got? And then they say, um, oh, none yet, you know. I'm like, well, I'm a mindset coach too. What are you on about? <laughs> like there's a lot of them like just starting out like, What's with that? Like, why is every Tom, Dick, and Harry, Sally, and Jane a mindset coach these days? Yeah, and the, I what think distinguishes that's because... the people. And then I asked, what, um, what, what background do you have in it? And they, oh, I'm just really good at this. I think you know what I mean. Like, do you know what I'm saying about? Have you witnessed yeah, this and observed 100%, it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think, and I think it comes. So from why a good are place. there so many mindset coaches? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it comes from a good place where people have gone through a transformation, like they have overcome something terrible in their life, and then they just want to give back. Mm -hmm. And that's their way of expressing yeah. that. But it's true that a lot of people don't get a certification or a course or or don't have the training. And I see it, I see it on Instagram, people who are really good at doing business, so they're good at selling themselves, they're good at marketing themselves. But when I actually see them coaching, they don't know anything about coaching. And I find that super frustrating because before getting into mindset coaching, I was coaching for 13 years. And coaching is not about, it's not like teaching, it's not like mentoring, and it's not like therapy. And people mix all of this together. Yeah, people mix all of this together. And I do find that confusing. Yeah. And so the end client would be very confused with, um, like, there's no standard, like, have they, I guess it's just an opinion thing, but have the, have some coaches not been coaching people properly? Uh, there's, there's no way to do that, right? I'm not, I'm not in their coaching sessions. So there's no yeah. way to do that. I hope that everyone signs a contract. I know I have all of, even when I worked with client one-on-ones or now with my partnerships, uh, I have people sign a contract so that everyone is protected. I'm, what I'm really hoping mm -hmm. is that there aren't people out there giving personal private information to people they trust and that none of that is protected by an because agreement. Because it's all online now and everything. Yeah. So um, what, what advice would you give to how to choose the right mindset coach? Oh, that's a great question. I think I would start by asking the person what it is that they really want and need. Because again, coaching is not like therapy. If you want, if you want a diagnosis, if you want medical help, if you want someone to treat your symptoms, you have to go to a therapist, not a coach. You go to a coach if you want to be challenged, if you want a symbiotic relationship with a person where the person asks you the right question and you kind of find the answers on your own. Coaching is supposed to be like functional medicine where I don't treat the symptom, you treat the root cause. That is good coaching. Like even in sports, right? You see the what, you find the why, you coach the how. A lot of people just... Uh, just coach the what they just say. Oh, I see that. You know, I don't know. I see that so you're, you're not making coach, goals today. Yeah. yeah. So a mindset coach is someone who helps people move forward, whereas a therapist 
helps the same person, but they look back and make them realise that there's not as much of a problem as the person thinks there is. So they're both helping the people, but you guys are help shaping them move forward, whereas the therapist is slowing it down, I guess, and, and looking back and, and working out the problem. Is that right? Or? Um, it can be in some situation. It depends on the type of, type of therapy and it depends on the type of coaching. But I think what matters the most in coaching is finding someone that you're building a relationship with, someone that you trust. If you don't trust your coach, the coaching is not going to work. And a lot of people trust, yeah. you know, diplomas and stuff. So people feel more comfortable with therapists. But I worked with a therapist for years mm -hmm. and it didn't do anything for me. And then I found one great coach and I was fixed in, I don't know, a couple of weeks. On your way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, so how would how were people coming? How are you getting your clients? Yeah, well, right now because it's partnerships How are and not one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, because it's partnerships and not one-on-one -on -one clients. It's mostly through social media networking. It's people that I already know. I meet with entrepreneurs. They know me. They trust me. We talk to each other for a couple months, and then we build a partnership agreement, right? And I don't mm -hmm. take any clients on because I don't want to work with anybody. If I'm then if I'm going to step into your business, it needs to be a business that is aligned with me and my values who I am, what I like. Um, so I'm not just going to work with anyone. So I'm not putting myself out there on social media too much because I already have enough demand mm -hmm. with my yeah. network. So so you're not really taking any one-on-one -on -one clients at this stage? No, zero one-on-one. -on -one. Wow, that's like very good. So when someone does this in business, I've seen, and they shut the door, that means they're real true to what they're doing because they really want to help. They already see it's not like if they were doing it for the money or whatever, they would just say, yeah, yeah, come on, everyone. But, you know, Vicky, you're not doing that. You're saying this is what I do. I'm going to stick to this lane and this is what I'm dedicated to. All that stuff may come later. I'm not saying I'm not going to do it later on, but this is what I'm doing at the moment. This is what I specialize in and this is what I am. Yeah. And, um, yeah, when you see that in business, then that's when you realize someone's honest in that. Because you could easily slip in a couple of, you know, people, and, but you you know yourself, you're not giving them the full undivided attention that the client deserves or anything. Um, exactly. But that's not to say exactly. that, you know, you don't branch out into that and you probably don't even feel as qualified as you as you wish to do one-on-one -on -one at the moment. And then th that could be something that you you want to do later on or or move into but yeah I'm mm -hmm. pretty yeah full respect to you just staying to your lane and um she's not selling out guys you know so Vicky's, <laughs> Vicky's doing the right thing yeah business like any type of coaching or businesses that is about serving others is not about you your client success is not about you your client's journey is not about you so no I'm not going to take a one-on-one -on -one client just to make an extra buck at the end of the month it's not good for them. It's not good for me. So like you said, you got to stick to what you know works. You know what you're good at and you know what serves the world the most. Yeah. All right. Great. So where can uh, people find more more about you? 
Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. If you, anyone's able to spell my last name, it's simply my first name and then last name. Also have a very short podcast. I mean, it's short episodes. It's called Aim for More. It's on Spotify and Apple TV. I just kind of do that for fun. It's five to eight minute truth bombs about my life. Nothing fancy. Um, No guests at the moment like you. Um, Not long, mate. So yeah, I would say those are the main, main places. Yeah. All right. Well, Vicky. Yeah. So well, I'll put those links in also as well. Um, so yeah, businesses can reach out on LinkedIn or, or um, in any other means uh, that they wish to. And uh, yeah, well, you have a good fun setting sail on your um, on your on your boat, and um, yeah, have Thanks. fun around South Korea and yeah, enjoy the digital nomad lifestyle post COVID. If we are post COVID. Yeah, who knows? We are, but, we are. Um, yeah. Yeah, we are. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, you have a fantastic day or night there or whatever's going on over there in Montreal at the moment. And um, I wish you all the success. And, uh, yeah, later on, if everything's still going good, which I'm sure it is, you, you're invited back on as well, Vicky. Thank you, Brandon. It was lovely meeting you. You too. Okay, see ya. <laughs>